48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines first. Walk-in vaccinations to be restricted to people aged 60 or over from tomorrow. A local NPC delegate says he's become a close contact of a COVID case after he and two others dined together at the jockey club. And the mainland city of Tianjin tightens exit controls as more COVID cases are reported. The minister in charge of Hong Kong's vaccination drive, Patrick Nip, says from tomorrow, the walk-in arrangements at community vaccination centers will only apply to those aged 60 or above. Francis Sit reports. There have recently been long queues outside the centres due to a rise in COVID cases and vaccine mandates being extended to restaurants and other premises next month. Speaking on a radio show, Mr Nip said the government wanted to make things convenient for the elderly, as many don't know how to book a COVID jab online. He said he was happy to see more people getting vaccinated and that he hoped the trend would continue. Earlier, the operator of a mobile vaccination station said there had been a threefold increase in the number of people getting COVID jabs over the weekend. A second station has now gone into operation, a retrofitted container transported to different areas by truck. Edward Poon, the chief operating officer of Human Health and the station's operator, said each station could give hundreds of jabs each day. We deploy more on-site uh, vaccination tents or markets to cater the needs. So now the capacity is like we can do over like uh, 800 or even 1,000. Yes, that, is, that would be okay for us. A local deputy to the National People's Congress, Maho Fai, has confirmed that he and his wife dined at the jockey club with a 43-year-old woman who has since tested preliminary positive for COVID. Vicky Wong reports. Mr. Ma told RTHK that he and his wife were now considered close contacts and that he expected to be sent into quarantine. The Jockey Club has said the 43-year-old woman was at last Wednesday's Happy Valley race meeting and that she was in a box with two other members. It said it had asked staff who had been in the areas concerned to stay at home and to get tested. According to the latest compulsory testing notice, people who visited the parade ring and the voting member boxes at Happy Valley between 5 and 10 p.m. that day need to get tested four times over the next two weeks. Health officials say they found no new COVID cases during three overnight lockdowns at residential buildings in Tunmun, Taikaksoi and Taipo. They had all been sealed off following three preliminary positive cases. Robert Kemp has more. The operations took place at Aegean Coast on Castle Peak Road, Harbour Green on Shummong Road and Mason Building on Khao Hoi Chick Street. In all, about 1,500 residents were tested. The Taipo block had been evacuated because of concerns the virus might have spread through the building. After inspecting Mason Building yesterday, microbiologist Yoon Kwok Young said he thought the virus might have spread upwards via a wastewater pipe. A survey suggests most people prefer to work or study from home during a COVID outbreak. The Hong Kong Roundtable on People's Livelihoods surveyed over a 1,000 people last week and found that more than 75% think there should be more work-from-home arrangements for civil servants and class suspensions for all schools, citing the pandemic as the main reason. Edwin Cheung, the Saikung District Councillor who coordinated the survey, says swift action should be taken to minimize the risk of transmission. We would suggest the school uh, for the children under 12 should be suspended at this moment. This is because it is a very critical moment. The second point is once if uh, there's a lot of unknown source of infections in the society, Hong Kong government should take the lead to arrange the civil servant, particularly uh, for the long emergency and the long frontline servant to work from home. We wish Hong Kong government should take uh, immediate action and to stop the infection in the society. Eleven officials who attended Whitman Hung's party last Monday and had their quarantine orders lifted 
have been instructed by the chief executive, Carrie Lam, to isolate at home using their vacation leave. Aaron Tam reports. In a statement, authorities said that the Center for Health Protection lifted quarantine orders for partygoers, including the 11 officials who left last Monday's banquet before 9.30 p.m. after a 53-year-old woman who attended the party and subsequently tested preliminary positive turned out not to have COVID-19. But to minimize the risk of possible transmission, Chief Executive Carrie Lam has instructed the 11 officials to continue to undergo home isolation. They'll also have to be tested for the coronavirus multiple times. The officials will only return to work once their results are confirmed to be negative. And LegCo President Andrew Leung says he plans to go ahead with a full council meeting this Wednesday, but that he strongly advises the lawmakers who had attended the controversial birthday party last Monday to skip it. Mr. Leung says although a quarantine order has been lifted for those who left the party before two COVID patients arrived, they should avoid going out until they've completed all the tests required. Here's Mr. Leung. They can watch the online podcast on Wednesday. I think that's what they can do. I think the the law is very simple. The resolution will be that if we cannot hold physical meetings, then we'll switch everything to sumo. The Fire Services Department has confirmed it held a lunch banquet at the Chim Sa Choi Fire Station last week, days after health officials warned that Hong Kong was at a tipping point of a fifth wave of COVID infections. The Chinese-language Mingpao newspaper reported that around 100 people had joined the luncheon on January 4th, including Fire Chief Joseph Leung. In a reply to RTHK, an FSD spokesperson said the gathering was hosted by the Senior Officers Club, but didn't say who and how many people were there. The spokesperson said only members of the club, as well as a small number of guests, were invited, adding that they had adhered to anti-epidemic measures and that guests had all worn face masks when they were not eating. The mainland city of Tianjin has tightened exit controls as the National Health Commission reported 21 locally transmitted COVID cases up there, up from three the previous day. An Omicron case from the port city near Beijing has also led to a small outbreak in Anyang, about 500 kilometers away. Samantha Butler reports. In order to leave, residents must now have approval from an employer or community authorities, plus a negative COVID test taken within 48 hours of departure. Over the weekend, Tianjin said it had detected two local Omicron cases, though it remains unclear how many other local cases involve the highly infectious variant. Meanwhile, Anyang city authorities in Hernan say they've detected two Omicron cases and that tracing and gene sequencing point to the source being a student from Tianjin. Anyang has suspended all of its bus services. The mainland reported 97 local symptomatic cases for Sunday, up from 92 the day before. 60 were in Hernan. The mayor of New York says at least 19 people, including nine children, have died in a fire in an apartment building. Firefighters who arrived within three minutes of the blaze starting found smoke engulfing all 19 stories. The blaze in the Bronx area has now been extinguished. The mayor, Eric Adams, said many people had been injured. We have over 32 people who are life-threatening at this time, with over 63 people in total. This is a painful moment for us, men and women that live here, not only in the Bronx, but throughout this city. Uh, This is going to be one of the worst fires that we have witnessed during modern times here in the city of New York. Officials said the fire was caused by a portable electric heater. 
The Saudi-led coalition in Yemen appears to have used fake footage to bolster its claims that Houthi fighters have a major weapons stockpile in the port of Hodeidah. The BBC's Sebastian Usher reports. The Saudi-led coalition has recently said the Iranian-backed Houthi movement is storing weapons in Hodeidah, which would make it a legitimate military target, despite the fact that the key Yemeni port has been nominally under a ceasefire for several years. The coalition spokesman made the case in a televised news conference in which at one point video was shown of a large rocket in a warehouse. Yemeni journalists in Sana'a, which is under the control of the Houthis, found the same footage in a 2009 documentary on the US invasion of Iraq called Severe Clear. The video does appear identical. The Houthis military spokesman called it a scandalous deception. Bob Saget, the U.S. comedian who delighted millions as the star of television's Full House in the 80s and 90s, has been found dead in a Florida hotel room. The Orange County Sheriff's Office said deputies had been called to the Ritz-Carlton Orlando following a call about an unresponsive man in a hotel room. It said detectives found no signs of foul play or drug use. Iraq's new parliament has held its first session since elections in October. The session was disrupted by altercations among MPs and the ill health of the temporary speaker. When MPs returned after a brief adjournment, they voted to re-elect Mohammed al-Habusi as speaker. This is the first step towards choosing a new president and later a new government. A Melbourne court has been hearing legal arguments to determine whether the world number one in men's tennis, Novak Djokovic, will be allowed to stay and defend his Australian Open title. Djokovic's lawyers say a recent COVID infection fulfilled vaccine exemption criteria, but government lawyers say they only apply to residents. The BBC's Phil Mercer explains the implications for the player. In terms of what's at stake for him this time around, um, the significant matter of about $3 million in prize money that is on offer for the winner of this year's events. And of course, there's the impact on his reputation. Will it be damaged or will it be enhanced by this saga involving his visa? Is he the man who takes on the Australian government and is vindicated over its uh, uncompromising immigration rules? Or is he the pampered celebrity who flouted the system? The discovery of fossilized remains of a huge prehistoric marine reptile in England has been hailed by scientists as one of the greatest finds in the history of British paleontology. The 10-meter ichthyosaurus skeleton from 180 million years ago is the largest and most complete ever found in Britain. Some referred to, sometime referred to as the sea dragon, ichthyosaurs were aquatic toothed reptiles that resemble dolphins. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 23,699, 206 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $80 billion. In currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at 115.78 to the yen. The euro stands at 1 U.S. dollar and 13 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 59 cents. In sport, Arsenal have crashed out of the English FA Cup after a 1-0 loss to second-tier Nottingham Forest. Louis Graban got the goal as Forest beat the Gunners in the third round for the second time in four years. Forest will face the holders and local rivals Leicester City. The BBC's John Murray has more details. Steve Cooper has overseen quite the Nottingham Forest revival since he took over when they were bottom of the championship in September. Now they're pushing for promotion and have knocked the record winners out of the FA Cup. With a mass of absentees, Arsenal simply didn't offer enough and failed to register a single attempt on target. And three days short of his 34th birthday, Forest's top scorer, Louis Graban, was the match winner. 
sent on as a substitute, he was at full stretch in the 83rd minute to convert Yates' cross from the right. Arsenal didn't come close to equalising and become the biggest name casualties of this third round. The Arsenal boss, Mikel Arteta, was left frustrated by a subpar performance. The performance wasn't good enough to, to deserve to win the match. And um, I didn't see enough drive, uh, enough purpose in the way we played uh, to try to approach the issues that they proponed during the match. And, um, and it's very disappointing. Tottenham had come had to come from a goal down to beat third-tier Morecambe 3-1. Lucas Moura and Harry Kane both came off the bench to score. Spurs boss Antonio Conte was happy with the result, if not the performance. I think that uh, at the end, uh, we deserve to win about um, this type of game and uh, you have to to show uh, your uh, your strength. And uh, today, I think that uh, not in a... Uh, uh, all the game we showed to be superior uh, to them. Spurs will host Brighton in the fourth round. An understrength Liverpool side also had to come from a goal down to get past third-tier side Shrewsbury Town, 4-1 at Anfield. Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp says he was happy with the effort by his players. The boys really fought hard, and um, even when you get them this first goal against you, so many things can happen, could have happened today. That's how it is, and um, I really like the, the way we responded, and I like the, the way that the crowd responded today. It was really, everybody knew, oh, okay, that's a bit strange, so let's give it a go, and um, so that helped massively. Liverpool will host championship side Cardiff in the fourth round. In the NFL, the Tennessee Titans clinched top seed in the AFC by holding off the Houston Texans 28-25 in the final week of the regular season. Ryan Tannehill threw four touchdown passes in the win. The Titans finished 12-5 during a first round bye and a home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Elsewhere, the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Baltimore Ravens 16-13 in overtime. And the Indianapolis Colts slipped up on the final day. A win would have clinched them a playoff spot, but they lost to the last-place Jacksonville Jaguars 26-11. The Colts are out of contention. And taking a look at the weather now, it will be mainly cloudy, with sunny intervals in the afternoon, moderate east to northeasterly winds. Um, it will be re remaining cool in the morning in the next few days. The temperature is now sitting at uh, 21 degrees Celsius with the relative humidity 67%. And then the news, our top stories once again. Walk-in vaccinations to be restricted to people aged 60 and over from tomorrow. A local NPC delegate says he has become a close contact of a COVID case after he and two others dined together at the jockey club. And the mainland city of Chinjen tightens exit controls as more COVID cases are reported there. And that is the news from RTHK. Afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Monday afternoon. Hope you all had a great weekend. Many thanks once again to Phil Whelan. Many thanks to the newsroom as well. 
a busy show as we continue to look at fitness and health goals with fitness coach Nathan Solier. A great way to start our week off. We'll be talking about staying disciplined and motivated to our health goals. Because let's face it, now is the time. Well, every day is the time to focus on our health. And today is no exception. So we'll be catching up with Nathan just after the 2 o'clock news. And after 2.30, on with this week's Trash Talk with Marcy Trentlong speaking to the Environmental Protection Department's Senior Environmental Protection Officer Keith Lai about Hong Kong's Yard Waste Facility as it's celebrating its fifth anniversary, its fifth year in Hong Kong. And we'll be hearing about how the facility works. And as usual, we love hearing from you too. So do get in touch with us between now and three o'clock. One, two, three show at rthk.hk. That's one, two, three show at rthk.hk. You can also find me on Facebook, um, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. A classic. This is Extreme on Radio 3. More than words. Say If I 